This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everybody, how you doing? Uh, that's it. Bye week behind us. Uh, 10 straight here on out for your brownies. As we roll on through here, the regular season, uh, Baltimore with a win today, Cincinnati with yet uh, another notch on the belt as far as Tank City, so to speak. Uh, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith from Browns Maven, along for the ride here, your local experts on the biggest stories, Cleveland Brown-wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, Pete, I, I don't know if I was ex- generally expecting this one, but, uh, Baltimore was able to go out to Seattle. Um, that's five and two now is Baltimore, obviously two and four as we're, you know, looking up the rear view at them. Um, schedule gets easier for Cleveland. Baltimore does play tougher opponents as it goes down the line, but, uh, that's one where you go back to last week and kind of wish you had had that one. Um, yeah, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, particularly their defensive line, is not built to deal with uh, Lamar Jackson's legs at all, other than Jadevian Clowney. Uh, they have a bunch of bigger plotting guys or guys who can shoot gaps quick like Puna Ford. So once he started running around, if Jadevian Clowney wasn't going to get him, it was entirely up to the second and third level. And, you know, combine that with the fact that the field was a mess, uh, and when the when the field wasn't tackling uh, Lamar Jackson, no one else was. So it, they didn't do much up until basically the end of the third quarter and then the fourth quarter. But he basically just took over the whole thing and beat them. And and a large reason they they won is because the Ravens basically kept the ball for uh, largely a quarter. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson was basically on the sideline for almost the entire fourth quarter. And we had talked about this and maybe where game management would have been stronger coming into play last week. Uh, at that point, it, it is what it is. And, you know, this is where we're at here. And the most important thing is just to go out week in, week out and win as many ball games as possible. Um, five and two versus two and four isn't the end of the world after seven weeks. But it's most in, you know, everything. It's just about getting it right here. Uh, Pete, the one thing that's getting long in the tooth here, Browns-wise, is, uh, you know, what do you do with Freddie? And you know the, the ridiculous of it is it's it's six games. You're not doing anything now. I mean, I think people want to, you know, even if you thought it was a rushed decision to hire Freddie, people want to go with an even more rash decision now and kick him out. It's, it's. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I think a lot of it is people don't really understand what coaching actually is or does. So, you know, anything that goes, you know, it's one of those things where anything that goes right is the players, anything that goes wrong is is the coaches. Um, particularly, uh, you know, penalties, you know, this alleged lack of discipline. I mean, you know, it, the only way it becomes the coaching staff's fault is if they don't try to coach it during the week and they're basically just allowing it and not trying to address it. But, you know, there comes a point when, the guys are either going to get penalties or they aren't. And you just sort of have to own that. And, you know, some guys don't take the coaching or whatever, or don't trust their te- technique or whatever it is. Um, this all comes down to turnovers. And the Browns are struggling in that department. They give the ball away too much. And when they do, they lose. And when they've 
turned it over less than the opponent. They've 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 done well and, and won the two games. Um, but if you look at like yards per play, the Browns are actually ahead of where they were last year um, on the season, and obviously that included uh, the Hugh Jackson uh, part of that year. The Browns averaged 5.8 yards per play on offense last year. Right now, they're averaging six. In the past couple of weeks, they've averaged 6.6. So they move the ball well. It's not a flawed offensive design. There are play calls you can argue about, uh, as there always will be. There are decisions you can complain about, but it's not like the offense doesn't work or the offense is regressed like this insane you know, Ken Zampezi, uh conspiracy theory that somehow he was really the guy making it all happen. If they just stop giving the ball away, particularly in the red zone, they will win and they will have a lot of the success that people thought they would, uh, last, you know, coming into this year. It's just about getting it right and getting it, you know, on the same page, cohesion, all that nonsense. I, I did think this one was a little bit interesting, though, Pete. Um, the Rams, when they first called, the Browns, they were talking Marcus Peters for Joel Batonio. Um, look, just because Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams didn't play when the Browns played the, the Rams doesn't mean that they didn't exist. I, you know, look, I mean, hey, if you're trying to get Joel Batonio, God bless you. But I mean, you know, Marcus Peters and all his baggage for one of the top three or four left guards in all of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the first time. Uh, the Giants tried to get Batonio uh, for the Olivier Vernon initially in that deal. Um, and they, they obviously took Zeitler in the end. Meanwhile, uh, you know, the, the Rams, it's an aspirational offer, I suppose. Uh, but it, it fortunately at least led to a better situation, which was the Browns uh, trading Corbett for that fifth in 2021. I mean, it's one of those things you can ask for whatever you want. The opponent or the uh, other, the team you're you're asking doesn't have to take it. And clearly, that's a terrible, terrible deal. Uh, even though Marcus Peters obviously had a pick six today, uh, but they ultimately settled for a fifth round pick and Kenny Young, um, which you know not quite enough to get a guy like Petonio. But again, it led to a a, a good. Deal. I don't know about how the Rams are going to feel about it, but you know this could be a situation where if he pans out into something, uh, people are going to be unhappy. The Browns gave him up too early, so we'll see. But it's one of those things where, like, you know, in a couple of years, you're just sort of going to you're going to just sort of um, find oh, there's this extra fifth round pick here, whether that's you know in some sort of sweetener deal or a pick you use for a player. And speaking on picks, uh, Duke Johnson now with seven games under his belt for the Houston Texans, for those keeping score at home. Uh, Pete, I got to see some I, – I, I don't know why I didn't do enough effort to maneuver around more. Uh, I put uh, Cardinals-Giants. Cliff Kingsbury, they barely threw the ball today. They ran it well. And this – and the first thing that came to my mind was a ton of motion to create, you know, easier blocking schemes in the running game. And I'm just hoping this is more – and look, you know, Nick is a hell of a back and obviously a lot better than Chase Edmonds. But you have all of these wide receivers, and every one of them has to be their eyes kept on. This needs to be more of the norm, you know, with almost every NFL offense, certainly here in Cleveland, is 
create a whole bunch of just nonsense, even if you're going to run the most basic crap, it's hard for 11 people to communicate when there's, you know, jump two motion. I mean, jump two formations where guys are all settled up in one spot and all of a sudden it's a different formation. Then there is motion off of it. You've got to keep people moving in 2019. You let most good defenses settle in on the, you know, on the tips of their toes. They're good players too. They're going to make plays. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, there's certainly a lot to that. Um, you, at the very least, you're going to force the defense to give away what they're doing in coverage. Uh, obviously, you can you can do it to be a lot of window dressing to set up some things, and then you know, even if it's just to set up simple plays, because then you can you know you only have to one run what basically like one play where it goes to you know some of that window dressing type stuff uh, that could could be a big play or whatever. But all all that at that point it then creates that uncertainty that allows a lot of different things. Um, the Browns do a lot of motion in terms of pre-snap, but they don't really do a lot of, you know, when the ball is snapped, uh, they've added a little bit more of that. They've done a lot of, uh, motioning, uh, like Landry or something and, and showing a potential jet sweep or, or, or something along those lines and running off it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, you know, the teams will catch up with the Cardinals and they're obviously playing some awful teams. The Giants are abysmal, but there's no question that you can do some of those things and keep defenses on their toes, even if it's just, you know, for, for, you know, a half or a game or whatever to create, create some advantages. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm curious to see how the Browns sort of respond after this bye week. Obviously they, they were missing, guys for so you know for like with suspension with the injuries and stuff like that and you're sort of pressing guys into duty quickly like Ricky Seals Jones for example and you don't know how much they know and how much you can sort of get into that and and I'll be curious to see if that they start to do more of that stuff or any of that type of stuff like there are teams that uh, do some more remotion stuff the Seahawks were doing some of that uh, to just create some uncertainty and it can be really good. And one other takeaway from that, um, Daniel Jones, don't see anything from the Giants fans this week. Uh, interception, two strip size fumbles. Um, uh, I think maybe one day he could be something, um, but everybody was saying, oh, no, it's okay. He's got the line. Well, no, you hold the ball for six seconds in the NFL. Eventually, uh, you think it's going to get punched, so to speak. Pete's going to tell you about all the good things from the folks over at Blue Chew. We'll get more here as we start to ease on back into game week on Lockdown Browns. Um, obviously, no Browns today, so hopefully you did something useful with it, like consult the good folks at Blue Chew. Uh, blue like the color blue. Uh, blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved FDA active ingredients as Vibrant Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can take, be ready whenever the opportunity arises, like a bye week. Uh, they'll take care of you on uh, discreet shipping. They'll take care of you in making it easy to get prescriptions. Uh, plug in the lockdown promo code, uh, and they'll get you set up, make it easy to uh, make the uh, spouse happy so they can make you happy. Uh, be a big game player. Uh, Jose uh, 
Altuve style uh, show up when the moment is uh, needed and, uh, you know, carry the uh, big stick, if you will. Thanks to the good folks over at Blue Chew. With that, Pete, we're officially on to the Patriots. Obviously, New England, you know, uh, idle today at New York just tomorrow night. Um, this will, you know, it, it's, you know, for Sam, it's going to be, I guess for Sam Darnold, it'll be his third go around with the New England Patriots. Um, what do, you know, obviously, and we'll see this with Baker next week. What do you try to do? What's the best approach with young quarterbacks that you haven't seen when you're established franchise? Is it try to keep it simple? Is it more of let's throw everything at this kid that we think we haven't seen yet? Or do you, you kind of just play it as it goes? Well, from a defensive standpoint, they're going to throw everything they have at him in terms of different looks and combo, you know, coverages that make him second guess himself. I mean, that's largely what the Patriots do anyway. So that wouldn't, uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, from the offensive standpoint, I think so much of it is finding what you know they are. The quarterback is confident in, and you know, focusing on that stuff as opposed to trying to, you know, have them do way too many things and ultimately, you know, not being very good at any of them. Uh, for the most part, I think the Browns are. Uh, the the challenge for them is going to be trying to get the ball out of Mayfield's hands early while not getting. Uh, into some bad situations with uh, being wrong about a coverage or something along those lines and making making the big mistake results in an interception or something like that. Uh, that is sort of the thing to focus on, and I think they're going to try as best they can to establish Nick Chubb and some of those things, but I, I won't be surprised if they do some screen-type stuff to receivers or any of that to that really quick stuff that sort of gets you a sense of what the defense is giving you early, uh, you know, in a feel-out process, and then getting more aggressive as as they go on. But Freddie Kitchens has a knack for wanting to be aggressive earlier uh, and trying to create a, a, a an opportunity right off the bat. So that's going to be an interesting balance to strike against the guy who's obviously, you know, He's seen virtually everything there is to see in terms of the NFL. And, you know, if, if the Browns are smart and conservative early offensively, you know, the Patriots, Patriots offense isn't doing much. No. Um, and if you can, you know, again, it's one of those avoid turnovers. You're going to get your opportunities. Uh, the Patriots, have scored more points, have scored as many touchdowns on defense and special teams as they've allowed. So it's avoiding that and, and sort of letting the game come to you a little bit and finding your spots as opposed to trying to come out and, and set the world on fire. Uh, look, I mean, you know, the, the first thing is, is don't go in there with the, oh my God, this is, you know, Tom Brady's house. This is the multiple Super Bowl champion, you know, house that is the New England Patriots. You go in there like it's any other place. Um, Rhythm is the key offensively. Uh, you know, when they have good rhythm, they play well. When they essentially don't, and uh, it's a little bit of helter-skelter, and it's a little, you know, basically flying by the seat of their pants is one of the garbage. Uh, Nick, right now, is the best thing this offense has going. Excuse me. So you need to get him going often and early. Um, it's kind of as, the, you know, this offense goes, kind of as Nick goes. It's 
it's not lip service. It's an actual fact. It's just the way it is. Um, we'll see where New England's at tomorrow night. There's a question on Edelman. No Gordon. Uh, really nobody to speak of at the tight end position. Uh, Sony Michelle is not doing nearly what he did last year during the playoff run. Um, it's obviously a lot of, you know, James White and, you know, some no names and things of that nature. You just got to be ready for it. Um, yeah, we'll see our old good buddy, Jason Collins, uh, Jamie Collins, Jason McCourty. Um, obviously, guys that were, you know, not good enough to be playing for the Cleveland Browns anymore, but uh, still excelling and putting out for solid squad uh, in New England, undefeated to this point as I head in tomorrow night with the Jets. Obviously, we'll have our eyes on that. We'll get you more as the week goes on here as far as that stuff goes. Uh, Pete, did you get to see the, the Tom Brady Netflix thing? No. Apparently, he shot something for some sort of, whether it was a movie or a television series for Netflix, where he's walking out of a massage parlor, speaking, apparently, and now they're saying it was shot three years ago, whatever it was, um, but speaking about how great the massage parlor was and highly recommending it to the character who was rolling up and wondering about it. Made for some... Definitely made for some laughs and some. And Tom got a little bitter about it on Saturday when asked about it by the media. But uh, well, just if you guys didn't check that out, by all means, give it a look. It, it's it's out there on Twitter. It's it's something I can't tell, uh, I, I can't lie. To you. It is definitely something in that respect. Uh, Pete, uh, now uh, look, no more Gronk anymore. You really have no idea what they do with Josh Gordon because you still haven't seen a huge enough sample size. Uh, do you take away, try to take away Edelman if he's there, play everything else straight up, or is still the, you know, does Josh Gordon still carry the fear of death in a defensive coordinator or a secondary where we're going to take Josh Gordon out? And if we get beat by other things, we get beat by other things. Well, you, you can't not play him, uh, but you know, it, it, this is a game for matchups and this is one where, uh, I'm curious to see what Steve Wilkes does. Obviously, with two, two weeks to prepare, if you do something like put Denzel Ward on Julian Edelman and you're just going to say, this is your guy, follow him, and have somebody like Greedy Williams play on Josh Gordon to get more of that length uh, on him and that type of stuff, or if they play more straight up um, and have their you know the corners stay where they're at and sort of play what they get, you know, they play a lot of cover cover three type stuff. Um, I would be more inclined to want to, to play man against the Patriots because Julian Edelman's so good at finding holes in the zone and exploiting them. Uh, the other part of that is the, the, the other benefit with man coverage is especially if those guys are right and they're, they're clicking with the bye week is it should hopefully allow uh, the pass rush to get a good jump because obviously the Patriots are missing multiple offensive linemen, uh, and the, you know they're they're down to you know basically spare parts at tackle, and you know Tom Brady is not looking to take hits and tends to get rid of the ball very quickly, uh, and will you know just bail on plays uh, and wait for his opportunity, and you know if you, you can get that to happen then you can hopefully take advantage of an, off- on an offensive driver pew and allow uh, your offense to hopefully get a lead and sort of ramp up the pressure that way. But, uh, you know, obviously I think with a guy like Tom Brady, you're going to want to mix up your coverages. But in general, I'd rather just 
play a lot of man coverage, uh, get the Browns sort of comfortable with what their corners are more accustomed to doing anyway. Ward and Williams are more man-based corners. Obviously, T.J. Carey going to the slot is a huge advantage because you can move him around and do certain things. But, yeah, I think that uh, man playing more straight matchups, using the fact that you have so many different body types that can do different things may be the best way to approach this. And I don't know what Josh Gordon's status is with his health. Uh, He's obviously been whacked a couple times. Uh, He left the game, at least part of the last game, uh, with an issue with his knee or something along those lines. So that's its own question. Um, Yeah, and, you know, obviously with – and that was a Thursday night game. So if you're saying you can't answer the bell 10 days later, it definitely makes you wonder whether or not – but in – look, nobody can uh, manipulate a – injury report like the New England Patriots. So you don't take any of that, especially a home game until uh, you get that uh, 1130 inactives, actives roster that comes out from each team. Uh, We'll get to a little bit more here in a bit. Peloton is offering a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to onepeloton.com. Use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, all caps, to get started. All my Ohio folks, I keep preaching this to you. You want to find a way to save some money? Here is a way. Don't forget, you're probably paying way too much for your car insurance. But why pay for your car when you're not using it? Pause coverage is when you don't drive and control how much you save. That savings on demand with packed insurance. You can find them at PackedAuto.com. Check out the Packed Auto app. Guys, it takes about 90 seconds. Apply. See if you can get a break on your auto insurance. It's cheaper than what you're paying. Um, you're also, you know, if you don't use your car on the weekends or you're a commuter and you don't use your car during the week, find a way to manipulate that where it benefits you. Saving money, 2019, saving money, period. Always, forever always, a good thing. Pete, how lame is the bye week without a Browns game? <laughs> it's a rough Sunday. Oh, uh, it was all right. I mean, I am happy they had it. So, I, I mean, it's not like I was sitting there miss. I mean, it's not you know not normal to not have a game, but uh, I was happy the Browns had it because I, I feel like the bye week is valuable for any number of reasons. So it didn't really bother me. Uh, I mean, it, honest, it, it felt like a day off, which, you know, I didn't hate. <laughs> God knows we can always use them, but it's just, you know, it's a weird manipulation. And obviously it's even been weirder this year with the three prime time games to this point. And, you know, normally my name, my Sunday is managed around and uh, actually my wife was working today. So, and she was out of the house from 11 to seven. Oh, well, you got to do this, this, and this. And normally she knows I normally come back with a, whoa. Yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. All right. Let's go get reptile food. All right. Do the food shopping. This, that, and the other thing. And, you know, and here, I don't know how they manipulated the games today. We literally had, I had one game at the one, one o'clock time slot and had one game at the four o'clock time spot, time slot. Um, oh, Pete, Jeffrey Simmons made his debut today for Tennessee and looked good. I didn't see any of that game. Uh, I, I just know he was active for it, and I heard there was a fiasco at the end of the at the end of the game. Um, I tell you I, what, people are gonna people people are gonna rip officiating. 
I, I watched it. I watched the final series. It, it, they did a fantastic job. Look, I mean, things are going to be replayed and over-replayed and replayed to freaking death. They weren't an issue there. It, it really wasn't. Um, Chargers just did not get it done. It's zero excuse that the Chargers didn't win that game. Um, you know, and if you saw, if anything Tennessee Titan-wise, you saw Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback for them than Marcus Mariota is, which is, you know, head-scratching, I guess. But, uh, you know. But, no, I mean, Simmons looked good. He looked quick. He looked strong. Remarkable turnaround for a guy, I guess it was, what, January, maybe February when he blew out his ACL. Amazing turnaround. Yeah, I mean, the Titans are 3-4 and four with the win today. Uh, so they get him back at a point where they're still viable. Obviously, they've got some work to do uh, to catch the Colts. Um, they, they, you know, the Colts are 4-2. and two, the, the Texans are 4-3 with their loss today. So they're not by, out of it by any stretch, but they've got some issues to improve, and he should help in a few of those things and just improve the defensive line, which obviously has a lot of pass rushing talent. And if he can do that, uh, that's going to make them more dangerous. But with, with the Titans so much, is, 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 are they going to get enough of their offense? Uh, they did today, and it's, you know, that's going to be really the issue for them going forward. But with, you know, with, with, they've got to play – both the both the Texans and the Colts, and especially with the, with the in the case of the Texans, Jeffrey Simmons could help them get a big boost in terms of getting pressure on Deshaun Watson, who's you know been a little bit uh, down lately. Uh, so that could be an opportunity for them to sort of break even uh, and get get some momentum going forward. I still think they're largely you know they're they're not they're not it, but you know they've at least got a an opening and, and we'll see what Tannehill does. Obviously he only played the first game today. Um, if he gets better as he gets more comfortable with all those guys, they've got a lot of players that can do stuff and a quarterback has been a big part of their issue. So they've got, they've got an opportunity. Uh, it's it, they're, it, like so many teams right now, everybody's sort of in it with the exception of the teams that are on five and not interested or, or on seven uh, with the Bengals and not even remotely interested, uh, that there's no one's really out of this thing uh, no. other than those teams. So, you know, this becomes a big boost for them. And obviously it was a risk to do it. Um, but if he comes down and plays really well, they've got a shot. And that's all you can really hope for about halfway through the season. Yeah, and, you know, for him to get back for the first half of the season, I mean, because we, you know, we had talked about it and maybe, you know, teams that should maybe had a hat in just the Dolphins where nothing would have mattered this year. But you get him back for the seventh game. That's uh, obviously, A, a tremendous credit to him. Um, and, you know, obviously you hope the best for the kid and, you know, everything he went through because, you, you know, you don't want to see anybody, you know, during the process have that happen. But uh could be, uh, you know, a boon for Tennessee and maybe if they finally found somebody that can actually contribute something for them at the quarterback position through the air. Pete, uh, Browns Maven, what's the latest? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we had the bye week. So there's been some looking at the first six weeks. There will be some more looking at the first six weeks and then working towards the Patriots. Uh, and hopefully uh, the Browns play, you know, as I expect, they will play much better and start piling up wins. Uh, so that remains to be seen. But, yeah, that's uh, what's going on over there. They gave us another facelift. Uh, so, yes, a little bit. I saw a, a very bit, nice uh, looking. 
Yeah, so they 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 upped our game from that standpoint. So it just keeps uh, keeps rolling, I suppose. Yeah, uh, if you haven't checked it out, obviously, uh, you know, go over to SI, click on uh, any anything Cleveland Browns wise, you'll be brought to it. Um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, upgraded the look of it, uh, more tighter, more cleaner look, looks good. So check that out. Also, uh, Browns Maven on Twitter, obviously follow Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore show itself at Locked On Browns. Always follow back account. DMs are always open. Uh, anything you got, questions, topics for the show, any questions you got that you don't want for the show, we do. I usually do my best to, you know, help you guys out and answer all that. Many people is listening to the show every day. Least I can do is, you know, give you the common courtesy back in that respect. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs open over there as well. Um, just getting back into things here. Uh, weird, actually having a little time off. Try to regroup. Um, is anybody, if you've been a longtime member, uh, today's a tough day for me. It was one year ago. Today, I lost my older brother. So today it was just about, you know, kind of grasping all of that with everything else that we're going through here right now. Um, so just definitely a chill, relaxed day as you know, we move on. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, spend uh, you know, some time with my sister-in-law and that type of stuff and just just kind of processing it. And it was basically a year ago where this team was dead in the water. Hugh Jackson was a garbage head coach. They needed to move on. They had some talent. They eventually did move on. The talent showed itself. Same things here now. This team has some talent. They're not showing what they need to show. It's not on the head coach. It's not on anybody. It's on the fifth. It's on the players that shoot up and play every Sunday. Go get it done. It's not a question of talent. It's not a question of coaching. It's a question of execution and, you know, talent doing what talent does. Go get it done. Yeah, we're on to the Patriots. It's Patriots week. Next Sunday, 430, big one, Tony Romo in-house. Uh, this has been your daily delivery of all things on the LOB. Let's go Browns.